Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Better Way to Do Life podcast, your source of weekly better life inspiration. This is episode three, coming back to safety and healing through a spiritual practice with Sermanda Zavala. Sermanda is the founder of Health Coaching with Sermanda Zavala and the host of a Woman Worth Healing podcast. She is also both a functional medicine certified and national board certified health and wellness coach. She is a mother of two, healing from her own autoimmune diseases and a women's autoimmune coach. Sermanda encourages women with autoimmune diseases to step outside the conventional medicine box and activate their natural healing abilities. She provides a safe space for women to go from merely surviving to striving and living their best life. This is the most vulnerable, heart-centered conversation I've recorded to date. I am grateful to Sermanda for her courage and openness and know that what she has shared will resonate with everyone listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at betterwaytodolive.com slash three. Now, let's welcome Sermanda Zavala to the Better Way to Do Life podcast. You are listening to the Better Way to Do Life podcast, and I'm your host, Christina Vine. I am a spiritual, emotional, and physical health enthusiast. I've spent the last seven years looking for practices, teachings, and products to improve my life. What started as a striving to become healthier on a physical level evolved into a search for deeper meaning, truth, and connection to the divine. Each week, guest experts and I share knowledge, insights, and practical tips for you to elevate your life and experience new levels of health, joy, love, and abundance. It's time to do your life better. Let's get started. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Christina. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. The first question that I ask all of my guests is, what brings you most joy in your life at the moment? Mm. I think having conversations with wonderful women like yourself is what's actually bringing me joy and excitement. Oh, I love that. I was wondering if we could start with your healing journey. I know a little bit about your healing process, but I think it would be so inspirational and so beautiful to hear the whole story from the very beginning. Yes, I'll definitely get into that. If you don't mind, I would like to play off of what we were speaking about before you hit record. Is that okay? Sure. You were speaking about how autoimmune disease is just a label, and we have the power to change that. It's just symptoms. And I totally agree with you. Autoimmune diseases, it doesn't matter which one you have. It all boils down to the same root cause. It is just a label. It's just a way that your body is communicating with you through that disconnect with your higher self. That's all it is, is your body reacting to that misalignment. When I was first diagnosed, I thought it was like, oh, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. This is a punishment. And then I was like, hmm, why is this happening for me? Right. This was a wake-up call for myself. This is communication. Like, hey, Thermanda, there's something wrong. You need to look at your life and realign with my higher power. Yes. What a yes. beautiful reframe. It's finding your missing piece. 
the messaging that I received mm-hmm. was that we are the only ones in this world that can protect ourselves, that can save ourselves. Religion was completely absent, which religion is totally separate from spirituality. I view religion more as interpretation. So each religion has their own interpretation. A lot of people can have that connection to the religion, but they can lack that connection to the actual higher source, that can be missing. They're more dedicated to the church and worrying about what the church will think. So religion was absent. And maybe that was a good thing because I wasn't molded or conditioned to think a certain way. My husband, he's Catholic. He feels sometimes it can be like a cult. (laughs) He has broken away from the church, but he still has that connection to God. That's his higher power. My mom believes that once we die, that is it. She's like, we're at peace and that's it. We're done. My dad does believe in God, but my parents divorced when I was four. And then again, when I was eight, my dad was absent for a lot of my life. I mean, he was still present, but he was basically absent. He had his own issues that he needed to deal with and didn't. It kind of affected my life. I'm the youngest of three. My older brother is nine years older. And then I have a sister that's two years older. So being the youngest, I kind of fell through the cracks, especially as I got older. We lived paycheck to paycheck. So basically, we we lived in survival mode. When you're in survival mode, your sympathetic nervous system, that's the fight or flight, is triggered. It's always on because you have to make sure you survive. There were traumas in my life. It was very unstable. We didn't live in a home for more than three years. And even then, there were times where we didn't even live at a place for one year. So we were constantly moving. We didn't live in the best neighborhood. It was a dangerous neighborhood. You couldn't look at people without inviting them to harass you. Couldn't even look at police officers without them questioning you like, what's going on? At one point when I was in college, I came home from college and I lived a block from my dad. So I was walking a block. There were little kids on bikes selling drugs, you know, on the corner for their parents when I was in high school. So the neighborhood started getting worse and worse as I got older. We've even had people breaking into our homes when we were home at night. But that's another story. So I couldn't walk down the street without being harassed basically had to drive one block so I didn't get harassed. So that in itself is triggering you into survival mode. And when I moved out of the area, and because I still have family in the area, and when I went back for the first time, the moment I got out of the car, I felt my body tense and trying to look over my shoulder without looking over my shoulder. You have to be around aware of your surroundings without people noticing that you're aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. The moment I stepped out of the car, I felt that shift from parasympathetic state, that relax and digest state into that fight or flight. At the time, I didn't know about, you know, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. I didn't know about that. I just knew the sensations that were in my body. I noticed it. And I was like, whoa, told my husband, I'm like, I want to go back home. I don't like this feeling, but growing up that way, that's all you know. So you don't know the difference. And when I came back, I realized, oh, this is no way to live. I've had all these unstable, unsafe, traumatic experiences, didn't have a connection to a higher power to where I felt safe. So Mm -hmm. it was just me in this world trying to survive. Staying in that survival mode, that fight or flight, there's no room for healing at all. And that showed up in my life as many different illnesses from birth, many different hospital stays and surgeries because of things not functioning anymore. Later on, it turned into autoimmune disease and then another autoimmune disease. 
disconnection and always not being able to rest and digest is very harmful to the body. And trauma triggers autoimmune diseases. When you have traumatic experiences, that fight or flight, that survival mode switches on because everything has to be heightened so that you can make sure that you're safe. You're always looking for that ball to drop. Something's going to happen. Everybody is empathic, but some people have a stronger ability. And a lot of reasons for that is because of trauma, childhood trauma. Being empathic, basically you feel people's energy. You can walk into the room and feel the environment, how people's emotions are. I definitely felt that as a kid and growing up my whole life, and I trusted that. And I called it my intuition. There's a reason why we have that ability. It's for us to sense if we're safe or not. That has heightened in me. And I would tell people, hey, I, I don't feel safe. I think we need to go. And they're like, ah, you're just being sensitive or over, you know, over exaggerating. Just relax. <laughs> that was a lot. Relax. What, why are you so uptight? Now, as an adult, I understand why. In my head, I would say, yes, I know I'm uptight and I don't know how to relax. I don't know how not to be this way. Yeah. As I became an adult, I started realizing how important that is for my health to find tools to help get out of that sympathetic state, that fight or flight, so that my body can start to rest and digest and heal. And I found that through creating my own spiritual practice. Mm. I started reading books and following spiritual leaders because the religion part still didn't resonate with me. Going to church and there's something about church because I've been to church before multiple times, especially as a, a child, there used to be a Baptist church nearby and they would have a school bus come around every Sunday, picking up kids throughout the whole community and taking these children to church. My friend used to do that. And I'm like, okay, I'll go with you to see what it's like. And I just did not feel, I felt like it's silly, but I felt like, because when I stepped in, I was like, I don't belong here. The feeling that I'm getting from here is not a good feeling. And then I was starting to doubt myself. I'm like, am I evil? Like, <laughs> this is supposed to be a holy place. Why do I not feel like this is the right place for me? Is it because in my core, am I evil person? Now I know I'm not. It just wasn't my path, I suppose. So I'm so, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but did you stay with that thought, with that question, am I evil? I did. For a long time? Yes, I did. My God, I, I, I first thought that it was like a passing, you know, thought in your head. Like, am I mm -hmm. evil? No, I'm not. I just don't resonate with this. But mm -hmm. you've thought that for a long time. Yes, for most of my life. That stood out for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I first thought that you had this as a fleeting idea. And then I kind of watched your face and I realized that this was something that you believed for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, that was, that was a, a strange insight there. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's really good. I did feel that because once you have something in your head, you start looking for evidence, whether you intentionally look for evidence or not you mm -hmm. will find the evidence. So that's why it's very important to be mindful of your thoughts. Yeah. I started looking for evidence because sometimes, you know, you have those moments where you could have handled the situation better. You could have been more kinder to someone. Yeah. And there were situations where like, I don't like this person. I'm going to be mean to this person. It wasn't like, I didn't do that all the time because I am a good person deep down. I am a good person. And I wasn't a bully. Didn't do it all the time. But there were certain points in my life where I just felt like I had to get that out of me. 
And I would think about it later, like, wow, why did I do that? Maybe I am a demon Mm -hmm. or evil. And I thought about that as a child, less and less as an adult, but I still, it still came to mind, like, wow, why do I just feel like this bad feeling inside me when I step into a church or I speak with the religious people? I'm starting to learn more about myself and realize that I'm not evil. I'm a human being. You know, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. experience. Yeah. Wow. That's something I need to work on. Thank you for pointing that out. That's amazing. This story is like out of a book, not being comfortable in a religious space. So Mm -hmm. the child starts thinking that they're evil. That's a lot to take on as a child. It is. And that's another way of being mean to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It may look different, but we all have this journey back to self-love, right? Yeah. Mostly we come from a place, it's not neutral, but it's not like down low. We have a long way to go to a place where we love ourselves completely and unconditionally. But in your case, it feels like you have been much, for the lack of a better word, lower. Because Mm -hmm. it's one thing to believe, oh, I don't deserve this because blah, 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 because I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. My mom told me I don't. My dad told me I don't. It is another thing to think that you are fundamentally bad. Mm. You're going to make me cry right now. Oh, it's not my intention. Laugh right now so I don't cry. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing so openly. I didn't know we will go there, but I'm glad we did. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. This is why when you asked me what brings me joy, and I said having conversations with wonderful people like you for a reason, because this is my therapy. I'm slowly finding my people. And that's one of my practices, my prayers. Please help me find my people. Help me find my community. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to talk to people about your experiences and they have no clue what you're talking about. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) Every single day I'm learning about myself and I'm finding new pieces about myself that I need to address. Having someone like you outside of myself, being able to fully be present with me and see these things that I'm speaking, because I know what I just spoke, but it has been programmed in me. And so now it has become me. And I don't see that part of me that, oh, you need to work on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is medicine. Conversations like this. It is absolutely medicine. Yeah. Before I was diagnosed with my autoimmune disease, I was in a dark place. Mentally, I did not like myself at all. And my whole life, I thought I loved myself. And as an adult, I realized that I really didn't. When it came down to, Thermanda, I love you, that was really hard for me to say. That was really hard for me to receive. I didn't believe it. In this dark moments when I was, couldn't handle my life, I was a mom of two small children. I had symptoms, health symptoms my whole life, but it was just compounding at this point in my life. And I was lashing out. I was triggered. I was mean, really short-tempered with my family. And I remember saying to myself, cut it out. Why are you acting like this? And then another voice inside me was like screaming or crying, but I don't know how else to react. I, I don't know how to handle this. And that goes to that belief was more cemented I'm evil. Look at me. I have these beautiful little, little children right here, little babies. What kind of damage am I doing to them? This abuse, this verbal abuse, because I don't know how to handle myself. I don't know how to address my own traumas. And I'm putting it onto my babies. And that made me hate myself even more. Hmm. 
and cemented that belief, I am the evil. How can I do this to these beautiful little beings? And I believe that they came to me because they were ready for me, but they came in a time where I wish I was at a better place. But I know things happen for a reason. I learned that as a child, everything that comes with the bad, good always comes from it. So when I went through dark times in my life, I knew, okay, I just need to write this out because something's good's going to come. I don't know when, but I know it will come to me. That got me through a lot. Now as an adult, I realized those bad times or hard times, if you look at it, really wasn't bad. It was just messages and learning experience and growth. Your spirit guides and your guardian angels were like, okay, okay, everyone, we have to make this suck. <laughs> She has to wake up now. It's been too yes. long. We have to yes. make it happen. <laughs> yes. I, yes. After my death came my rebirth. And during my rebirth, that's when I knew like my autoimmune disease was my wake up call. It was like, enough is enough. This is not the path you're supposed to be on. This is how we're going we're to get your attention. Yeah. I heard the messages my whole life. Mm -hmm. This is not right. There's more for us. I heard those messages my whole life, but I didn't know what to do with that. I am worthy and I deserve more and there's more to my story and I have a gift that I need to share with the world. I knew that, you know, it's that duality. I'm evil, but I know I'm worth better. Mm -hmm. I had those two voices in my head. I did hold on to like, no, I deserve better. People in my life, they could be amazed by the things that I'm able to accomplish and push through. And they're like, how are you able to do that? And I'm like, there's a, a voice in the back of my head that says, when I'm about to give up, ah, no, we're not doing this. We're going to get this done. The moment that I feel like giving up, that is when I'm able to figure it out. And it's that knowing I deserve more than this. I'm worth better than this. And that's why everything that I've chosen in my life since, you know, maybe when I started becoming an adult and I was able to make my own choices and I was less dependent upon my parents, I was the first one to go to college. No one knew how to apply to colleges and how, how am I going to pay for this? I didn't know any of that. I just knew I had to do it. So I just applied and I figured it out. I went to college and three months into college, still didn't know how I was going to pay for it. And then finally it came to me. It's knowing your worth and knowing that it will happen. Kathy Heller, she said something on Monday and I wrote it down. And she says, it's not asking the question, how am I going to do this? It's asking the question, who do I need to be? Mm -hmm. and, and that made me realize that's what I did my whole life. Like when I see people doing scary things, like scary things in a way of it's benefiting their lives. Wow, how are they able to do that? That's so scary. I could never do that. I could never show up in the world and shine my light because that's too scary. Now I'm starting to realize I've been doing that, but in a different way my whole life. Because a lot of times I'm stuck and like, oh, I can't go anywhere because I don't know what to do. This is so overwhelming. I don't know what to do. What's my next step? And then I never realized that the things that I have accomplished is because I just jumped right in. Yeah. You were guided by your higher self. Yes, absolutely. Your higher self knew where you were going. I wish that for everybody to have that knowing, to be in touch with that knowing that you deserve better and that you're not a victim. You have the power. You always have it. You just got to tap into it. Yeah. To go back to my spiritual practice. I actually started it a year or two ago. <laughs> I'm 40 years old. I just started it like, you know, in my late thirties, I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pray. Am I even praying right? Is this even like what I'm supposed to be doing? 
I just did it. I just practice and tweak things as I went along. And one night I was praying and it turned into a surrendering. I was just crying. Everybody's asleep. I'm outside the bedrooms, only by the light of the hallway, crying and surrendering. As I was crying, I felt a presence of a higher power hugging me, consoling me. That was so, I want to say weird, but that's not a good word. Different. I think that the key is just surrendering and trust. Trust is a big thing. And trust is a big thing in my life in the sense that I didn't trust anybody. I didn't trust anybody to take care of myself. I was the one that had to take care of myself. You know, that independent, like that's really celebrated. And I celebrated that. And I come to realize that that actually harmed me in a way because I didn't accept or receive any help when I needed it. And I created more stress for myself. We are human beings and it's okay to ask for help. We cannot do this alone. We're not meant to do this alone. That independence creates separation between us and that creates disease in itself. We are spiritual, social beings. That is where we belong and that's where we become healthier. I prayed for my people, my tribe, my community to come to me because that's part of my health. I pray to my spiritual power for help and surrender and to build that trusting relationship because that's good for my health. I take three minute cold showers and afterwards I dance to celebrate that I did this hard thing, that I did something good for my body. It's a a form of self-love and self-care. As I'm doing that, a voice comes to my head and says, you're safe. And I start crying. Unexpectedly, I start crying. Because I didn't know that's the message that I've been waiting my whole life for is you're safe. And I felt a shift in my body. My muscles started to soften a little bit, just a little bit, maybe 1%. And I felt in my heart a little bit more safety. And that moment, I realized that's what I need to work on. I don't feel safe in this world. Oh. And that's, that's a powerful thing. If you don't feel safe, you can't heal. In the shower, when I'm doing my dancing, I'm closing my eyes and I'm telling myself, it's okay, we're safe. And when I know that we're safe, my brain starts to, or my body starts to relax a little bit. It's so beautiful. That journey from this intense experience of almost constant fight or flight as a child. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine the amount of trauma it creates and how it trains your nervous system to never be in rest and digest. Never. (laughs) Ever. Like even now, as I speak, I can feel the tension in my muscles. When I'm sleeping, we spoke about like, you know, you have a really good sleep cycle. I know you have quality sleep because you wake up happy and ready for the day. I don't wake up that way because Mm -hmm. I could feel in my sleep, my body cannot relax at all. Even last night, I'm like trying to fall asleep and it's just so much tension. So it's also teaching my body how to relax as well. Like it's okay. You can relax. We're safe. It's on all levels, on physical and psychological. You've been trained through your childhood to not be safe, to always Mm -hmm. look over your shoulder, Mm -hmm. waiting for something to jump out at you. Yeah. Yes. But at the same time, things happen for a reason and it made me who I am. And I know that survival mode that I was always in, it kept me safe. It really did keep me safe because there could have been a lot of dangerous situations that I could have been exposed to. So a lot of like the danger that I was exposed to didn't happen to me. I was just a witness to it. And I believe it didn't always happen to me because I was able to sense that danger or people sense that I was on guard and you're not going to mess with me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It kept you safe. Yeah. But then I had a functional doctor tell me, she's like, yes, that served your purpose most of your life, but it's not serving you anymore because look where you're at right now. 
now you are safe. Yeah. Amanda, what a beautiful journey. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I've had my share of learning to come back to safety. Mm. And now I am at a place where I feel so safe. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank such you for a, having me on. Such a beautiful soul talk. How can we support you? I am on Instagram and Facebook, but on Instagram more often. So you could probably reach me better there. And that's at thermanda.zavala. That should be pretty easy to find because I haven't really met any other Thermandas. <laughs> I even Googled it and I haven't found any Thermandas. So you could find me there. I also have links there so that you can find how you can work with me, a link to my podcast, and you can also DM me too. Thank you so much. You are such a light. You are safe. You are good. You deserve everything. <laughs> this was such a beautiful conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So amazing. And yes. I hope the listeners felt your sincerity and your mm -hmm. openness. This was real medicine here. I think everyone felt it and learned so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Better Way to Do Life podcast. Tune in every Tuesday for more interviews with experts in the fields of health, spirituality, and self-development. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or Stitcher for new episodes to magically appear in your podcast app every week. You can follow me on Instagram for more inspiration at Better Way to Do Life. Drop me a DM. I love hearing from you. And if you are feeling extra generous, please leave me a five-star review or share this episode with a friend. It is my greatest desire that every human on this planet lives a healthy and fulfilled life. Let's make it happen.